Hey there, Make That Paper listeners. We have got a great show for you. But before we kick it off, we've got to ask you for a little something. Look at your phone. Not if you're driving. If you're driving, just make a mental note to do this later. Now, find the subscribe button and click on it. Nice. Now that you've done that, scroll down and find the ratings and reviews and tap on that fifth star, the one all the way to the right. Good. Okay. Now, below that, you see where it says write a review? Tap that link. Then go ahead and write something wonderful about this show. Awesome. One more thing. Think about all the people you know who would enjoy listening to this show. Now, share it with them. You can send them a text, an email, a letter, or just put it on your social media, www.makethatpaperpodcast.com. That's www.makethatpaperpodcast.com. Thanks, you guys. Now enjoy the show! The show where we talk about all the crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams. And to cover the taxes on your Wheel of Fortune payout. I mean, we're talking about the HR hustle, that payroll position, and sometimes, just sometimes, the old sex toy slinging side gig. We are your hosts, Jamie Parker Stickle. And Jason Bieber. And on this episode, we are talking to a gentleman who got bored of his corporate career and decided to pursue his childhood dream of being an actor. That professional pivot paid off big time, and now he can't stop working. Can't stop. Now you can turn on pretty much any channel and catch him on series like The Potwins, Mr. Mayor, Saved by the Bell, Young Dylan, Magnum P.I., The Connors. I could go on and on. Yeah, I guess nobody actually told him because he is still working the day job. Yeah. We're going to have to get to the bottom of that. So without further ado, please welcome to the show the fantastically talented and prolific Rodney Hobbs. Yes. I don't think anybody's ever called me prolific before. I really like that word. Welcome to the prolific club. You're in the prolific (laughs) club. Your IMDb is... um, I'm going to call it the proliferariat. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like... I just feel like... My biggest question is, how? How? How do you do it? Where do you find the time? No, but no. But seriously, I mean, I would book you a thousand times over. Your email to us was the just like, oh my God, do I have jobs for this person? Because I want to hire him for everything. Mm-hmm. So teach me your ways, Rodney, because I want to book as much as you. What's happening? I, I, a friend of mine asked me recently, because he was thinking about getting into acting, and he was like, what's your secret sauce? Like, what makes you different? I kind of was like, dude, I don't know. No, no, it's a it's Most a useless acting advice ever. Exactly. It's a combination <laughs> of a lot of things, but I couldn't deny the fact that it's a lot of luck. Like, you know, I had to go through a couple of agents and a couple of managers before I found those that work for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. The good auditions get me in the rooms and taking a bunch of classes and the whole workshops thing and finding the right job that's flexible enough to allow me to go to an audition at a moment's notice. And, and then Which is the, exactly what we want to talk about. And then the other part is just luck. You know, you don't have any control over what auditions you get and which roles you book. So, so yeah, literally, so, you, you guys, you probably have already 
his spell is already cast over you just listening to this, but this gentleman has like an aura that's just like, yes, come. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Like you could probably walk into a candy shop and like, they'd be, you know, you'd walk out with bags of all their candy for free. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) See, it's that earnestness. It's It's so earnest. I'm like, Oh God, how can I help you be successful? I'm going to figure it out. I mean, you're already doing far better than I am, but maybe I, if I like crouch down on the ground, you could step on me (laughs) and climb even higher. I know we sound ridiculous right now, but you have to understand. I love it. Love it. (laughs) Like you really, you're so charming. And I, it's not like, it's not a put on charm. It's just like, we both read your email and we were like, oh, I, like I, wonder, if he, yeah, I wonder if he wants to have coffee in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all are so sweet. <laughs> now, I, I got to say, like all, all, all kidding aside, and, and we're being completely sincere, even though we're having fun. It's but, true. um, that really, like you have, when I look at your IMDb page, when I look at, you know, all your clips online and, and it's not, you know, you can look at a long IMDb page and realize like, oh, well, this goes back 30 years. Like you've got 30 years worth of credits in the last half hour. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, and this, and this dude is working like a, not just a side job, not like not like a ty- Uber type of thing where it's like, oh, I've got 15 minutes. I'm going to, I'm going to jump onto work for a few. It's like, you've got a legit day job. Yeah. You're still in HR. That's right. I, I, explain I, that to me. So I think the, for, for me, the secret is I started out working the HR job and just never stopped. So I fit everything else around it mm-hmm. and not to get into the long drawn out story, but when I first decided to quit my day job and become an actor, I go into my boss's office. He was the vice president of human resources at a trucking company. And I tell him I'm going to join this children's theater company. It was the first professional acting gig I'd ever been hired to do. Um, And he looks at me and says, Oh, well, it sounds like you're not leaving to become rich and famous because I'm I'm sure you're not making as much there as you're making here. It's like, that's true. He said, well, you know, you don't have to completely quit. You could still work here and go do the children's theater thing. And we keep you paid and keep your insurance. And I was like, that's luck. My mind was blown. I hadn't even considered that as a possibility. That's like, that's like the job like that a mobster's brother gets. (laughs) And so, right. And so I've been (laughs) just, that's how I started my acting career. And I just have never stopped. I've always worked an office day job and acted in addition to it. And I used to wish that I could quit the day job and be a full-time actor. Like that used to be the goal. But you know, the older you get, the more responsibilities you get, the more bills you get. Yeah. Yeah. Then you realize, okay, multiple streams of income is not a bad thing to have. So, no, security is never a bad thing to have. I mean, even if you get that successful uh, role that is recurring on a a show, when it ends and you never know when they end these days. Exactly. Then it could be like two years. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if you ever heard the story of Marla Gibbs when she first booked the Jeffersons, Mm -hmm. you know, she played Florence, the maid Mm -hmm. for the first two years. As the story goes, she kept a a day job as well. 
because she just wasn't sure how long the show was going to last. Smart. So finally, after like the second season of being Florence, I think one of the producers or director came to her and was just like, "Uh, Marla, what you doing? (laughs) (laughs) We're good. You're a regular. You get a (laughs) paycheck here. You can kind of let the shows a hit. I, I sort of feel like I would keep my day job until I hit that 100 episode mark. And then I'd be like, okay, right. we're good. Syndication. Syndication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we're good. No guarantee in the entertainment business. So once I got the job I have now, I really was like, okay, they're so cool and flexible with me. I'm kind of going to work here until they just won't have me anymore. Like, it's just not possible for me to do complete my duties. So let's talk about that. You're still in HR, but the HR job that you were going to leave and they were like, please don't leave. Just go do your thing. That was in Richmond, Virginia. That's right. For a trucking okay, so company. The trucking company. The trucking company. So you were there and you were there for a couple of years acting before you made it out West, right? Even more than a couple. Yeah. Cause I started acting professionally in 96 and I didn't leave that job until we moved to LA in 2004. Oh my God! And did they help you get an HR job out here? When you well, that wasn't an HR company. That was no. A... There was a trucking company, but it was an HR. I mean, it helped because of the experience. Yes. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, just looking at my resume, my professional HR resume, somebody in LA was like, "Oh, he's perfect." So I got a job, I got a day job pretty quickly after moving to LA. So you were in Richmond, acting first. You started at Children's Theater. What? possessed you to start in children's theater <laughs> that is a good question I, well you got hired you know I auditioned so there just happened to be a children's theater company right there in Richmond and it was a professional acting gig and it was one of the few places where it they didn't care about the your experience like you mm-hmm. could just anybody could show up and audition awesome um so I did and once they decided to hire me, I just was like, you know what? I got to do this. Yeah. So I didn't even, I didn't even consider, you know, oh, maybe not taking this job and still pursuing acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. How long were you um, with the theater company? And did you audition for commercials while you were there? Very good question. So I was there for two years. So they ran on like this along with the school years because we would perform at schools. That was going to be my next question. Yep. So the way the job was set up, (laughs) the theater company was set up, we would wake up, wake up early in the morning, load a van with our set, our costumes, the actors, drive to a school. My tour pretty much stayed in the state of Virginia. So Mm -hmm. everything was two to three hours away. Perform the show usually an afternoon and a morning performance, then load back up and head back to Richmond. So when I would get back to Richmond, that's when I would go into the office for my day job. <laughs> and whatever time that was. Exactly. Work a few hours. So that's kind of what my days were like. And I did that for two spring semesters. Yes. 96 and 97. Good Lord. And so once I got um, some experience in the acting community in Richmond, I learned from fellow actors, pretty much everybody in the city was represented by the same agencies. Same same in Detroit. There were three agencies yep. and everybody, everybody was with them. And yep. it was and you open. Have you... More than one. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly how it was in Richmond. So that's those were my first agents. And once I got those, that's when I started going out for auditions for commercials. 
So I would usually do most of the auditioning once the semesters were over for the school shows. Got I, it. Like I wasn't doing, I wasn't auditioning doing the children's theater and doing my day job. <laughs> so, yeah. It sounds well, like you could have, though. It sounds, it sounds like you could have. I might have been able to, yeah. I just wish I'd known about something like this. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I would it's totally have experience. signed up for that. Yeah. And my first leading lady in the first show I ever did with that children's theater company, it's called Theater 4, by the way. We're still really good friends to this day. As a matter of fact, she's the mom to the goddaughter I mentioned. Oh, <laughs> I love so that. Lifelong friendship. Is she still in Richmond? No, she's uh, here in L.A. They moved. She and her husband moved here before my wife and I, actually. Yep. That's awesome. Well, that brings me to uh, a two-part question. The first part is, what was the thing that inspired you to to make the leap and move to Los Angeles? And and two, the uh, is, you know, you had already quit, tried to quit once. Right. <laughs> what was it like to, to quit a second time? <laughs> Oh, the, it was so many years later that I officially quit and moved to L.A. that kind of nobody had even. They didn't know you were still working there. They didn't even remember, you know, <laughs> they didn't remember that I tried to quit the first time. Right. <laughs> uh, so the impetus to move to L.A., I, it's kind of like once I jumped into acting, I knew that at some point in my life I had to fully pursue it in earnest. And that meant. At some point, I'm going to move to Los Angeles. Yeah, Los so, Angeles and not New York. Yeah, right. I considered New York, and I did enjoy theater. That was how I got my start. Uh, but I don't like the cold, and I <laughs> did. I knew nothing about the subway system, and I just I'm from the south, from Memphis. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the climate just did not appeal to me at all. So I was like, New York, not. No, I'm not doing that. As a New Yorker who who moved to Los Angeles straight out of high school, I, I 100% agree with your choice and support you, <laughs> yeah. both, both artistically and e ecologically. Well, <laughs> I think while more things are being shot in New York, um, it's still really a theater town. So if you yeah, want to do television, right. you really do have to come. Exactly. And I knew I wanted to do film and TV. Like, yeah. So that TV, makes sense. TV was my first love. It always has been. Like I fell in love with television at like age five or six. Me too. Here, here. Me too. Yeah. Um, did so you... once I fell yeah. in love with my now wife, we met at the University of Virginia. We were just friends. Um, she ended up in Richmond several years after I did. We ran into each other, started hanging out. The stars aligned. The heavens oh. opened up. God <laughs> and told me she was my wife. And when we got married, so before we started dating, we were literally best friends platonic like knew the good bad the ugly about each other kind of thing and so she always knew that i wanted to at some point move to los angeles mm -hmm. and her joke was well when you move there you're gonna have to have a, a second bedroom for me to come visit i was like sure we didn't know that bedroom is going to be hers too so <laughs> once we got married she was the one who was like okay when are we moving to la i love that and it kind of threw me because I was like, I mean, yeah, that's the plan, but kind of long range. But I pulled a date out of my butt. We got married in 2002. I told her we'd move in 2004 and she held me to it. That's so we moved awesome. Here in July 2004. So she's like hardcore supportive of your choices and was, Absolutely. you know, willing to back you. Yep. Be the one with the full time. 
she had never been to Los Angeles and she just was all in. She's like, well, if we're doing it, we're doing it. So she was even like, well, there's no point of me to go do a scouting trip to see if I like it. I'm in. So we came out here, we came out here to find an apartment, but yeah, Yeah. she was just like, I'm in, let's go. Cause she was all in for you and you were coming here. That's it. But she, she must have also seen how talented you are. She also had the spell of Rodney cast she over did. her. She did. <laughs> she told a story of that, that happened at a... So in addition to the children's theater company, well, once I finished touring with them, I started doing local theater in Richmond where I would do my day job during the day and all the rehearsals and performances were at night. Yeah. She came to one of those and she saw me in one and she said she leaned over to her friend and she kind of was like, He's really good. Like that was her moment of when she was like, I think he can do this. And she <laughs> so, was yeah, right. she, she was convinced. So so you guys came out to Los Angeles and you didn't have jobs lined up. That's did, right. Did, okay, okay. You get an apartment, no job lined up. What's That's this right. discussion like? Is she like, you just go find yourself an agent and I'll find a job? Or like what was that? No, she was like you go find a job and I'll find one too. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what happened. Um, I found an HR job working at a law firm. Okay. And that was my first job in Los Angeles. It was a pretty prestigious law firm, a Hollywood law firm, if I remember correctly. The first one was not Hollywood. It was just a law firm, but, and it was horrible. Like oh. horrible in the sense of they didn't care anything about their employees. It, yeah. it was like yeah. the worst stereotypes stereotypical lawyers you could think of like which when you're in hr that's actually really bad exactly (laughs) so it was i I didn't recognize that it was stressful until i came home one night and told my wife about what was happening at work and she burst into tears and was just like that place is terrible you got to get out of there and i was like is it (laughs) (laughs) you sometimes you don't know like that happened with jason and i he at one point he didn't burst into tears but he was like your job is ruining our relationship. You need mm-hmm. to quit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was kind of like that. I was like, I didn't realize it was stressing her out yeah. to see me stressed out. So. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but I still stayed at that uh, job for a while because it was paying the bills. Mm-hmm. And from there, yes, that's when I got the new headshots. Got the My manager came first, then a commercial agent, then years later, a theatrical agent. Oh my gosh. What was your first audition? Do you remember what it was for? And did you book it? Your first LA audition, we should clarify. Yeah. Man, what was the first? I did not book it. This is a hard question for Rodney because he's prolific. Look at his IMDb. It was so long ago. The first. It was 2002. (laughs) 2004. But you were. I'm trying to pick the first one. I, I can remember a couple of first ones that did not go well but I think they're sticking out in my mind because they didn't go well. Like, oh, yeah, instance, yeah, yeah. One of them was for like a gangster rap video type person. Mm-hmm. I had to go. I, I was the bubble bath girl. See, And I was and like, no. In Richmond, I might have booked such a thing because there's only so many black actors in Richmond. Well, Is that right? In, in L.A., I'm thinking gangster. I'm thinking, I'm thinking with a Richmond mentality, I'll just put on a like do-rag and put on some clothes to make myself look gangster i'm not gangster i mean no. you're in there with actual gangsters look at me and i'm not the gangster type type dude so i showed up and that 
in itself was a lesson. In L.A., exactly, Jason, there were gangster-type dudes that, like, former gang members were there. Yep. And yep. I'm looking around the room like, why am I here? And it, <laughs> it took, like, a casting assistant to come up, and she, as nicely as she could, she just looked me up and down after I wait, had been waiting for about 30 minutes, and she just was like, yeah, I don't think we're going to need your type for this. <laughs> and that was her nice way of saying, you you can go home. So I yeah. didn't even audition. Yeah. But that was a lesson to me. You're like, you're not just, you can't just play every role. You're not in Richmond anymore, you know? Right. A hundred percent. But also I always question like the agents, why are you sending us some things that are exactly. clearly right. like, why? no, like I got to, they always would send me out for like, the breakdown was like a Budweiser beer girl type. Uh-huh. Look at me. Look at me. What about me? Said Budweiser. And I would go in, they'd be tan and they would be gorgeous, but like plastic. And yeah, I'd yeah. be like slumpy and frumpy. And I'm like, oh, I gotta go. It's like they were seeing you as your possibility. <laughs> I, there's no possibility. I also think that specifically the time that this happened may have played into this circumstance because, um, I remember the early 2000s and I was working at the time in talent management. So I saw this, I was, I was acting, I was trying to, you know, trying to break into acting, but I was working and I'd gone to theater school uh, out here and I saw this trend uh, as, because this was really kind of the dawn of reality television. Uh um, And, you know, you had this huge influx of non-actors into the industry to work yes. as actors because yeah. this is the time when when executives not necessarily casting but executives were looking for we want real we want yes. the real thing oh, yes. the yeah. wire did that like they yeah. those i mean they right. had key actors but they had so many people that weren't actors that they actually brought in mm-hmm. yep. they scouted from the street that's true um which i i when i read that i was just so floored and i was like oh we're our theater degrees are worthless. <laughs> right? No, my character worse. work, my precious character work. <laughs> it's obsolete. Um, uh, now I have to. I should probably at some point during this conversation do my full disclosure. I just wrapped up a seven-year career working for an HR firm. Get out of here. Well, I was I was uh, in IT. I was okay. I, I managed the uh, the onboarding software uh, website deal. That was my main thing. Yep, yep. Yeah. So you know, I had my finger in the HR pot for quite a while. It's uh, a good field to be in because every company has some aspect of human resources. Absolutely. I absolutely. didn't know when I picked it as a career choice. I just picked it because I eliminated all other aspects of business. Right. I knew I wanted to go into business and I like people. So it was like HR. Yeah. It makes sense. I feel like um, I was in casting uh, for the past couple of years and um, it was probably the most rewarding thing ever because you're interviewing people and you get to give them work. Yep. And there's like, there's no better feeling than that is is talking to somebody. Not just people, but actors. Actors. So I got to talk to actors and like get them work. And it was so, I loved it. I just, COVID happened. COVID happened. And it didn't pay enough. And it it paid almost nothing. So it was like, wow. Did COVID at any point uh, affect your your day job? That's another awesome thing about 
and see, luck. I just happened. So I went from that horrible law firm to a software company. Then somebody I worked with at the horrible law firm came to the entertainment law firm, and she strictly just needed someone to do payroll. Like, mm-hmm. no other responsibilities. I just need someone to do payroll. She knew I was an actor. And she basically said, name your price. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I gave her this really high hourly rate. And she was just like, okay. Stop so it. that's when I showed up at this entertainment law firm. And that's when like the heavens had opened up. Like this was Again. the day job to end all day jobs. <laughs> and I mean, entertainment is one of those pandemic proof businesses. Like we all have been watching TV, still watching movies, just doing yep. it at home. Yep. So the writers and the producers have still been working and making deals. So the lawyers that I work for have still been making money. So yeah. that's the long answer to say, no, COVID didn't affect my day job. I, that We have not laid off one employee. Matter of fact, we hired an attorney during COVID, which shocked wow. the heck out of me. Um, and yeah, I've just been working from home since mid-March. And will you ever go back to the office again? I still have to go in at least once a month, sometimes twice a month, but I'm thinking the attorneys, because they now know they can make as much money at home, I'll be shocked if I see some of these people ever again. Oh, I sometimes agree with that, except I went to the dermatologist today, and I love my dermatologist. I feel like we're friends. Um, And we were joking, like, people need to leave the house because this is destroying relationships. Like, people don't want to be at home. And because we were commenting on how, wow, I really like my husband. We work together. So it's like not an issue. But so many people are like, I need an office. That's true. Yeah. My older brother is like that. He he just loves the separation of work and home. And so he hates working from home. Yeah. It's just weird. I don't think actors are like that. I think most of us are like, unless I'm on set, I want to be at home. (laughs) Yeah. For the most part. I gotta say, I do. I do want to be on set. I could. I could use a day on set. Yeah, can't be. Have you? Have you? Have you shot anything uh, during COVID? Yes, Um, and that's another thing that just amazed the heck out of me. So in July, I auditioned for the show you mentioned, Jamie, at the beginning, or one of the shows, The Partners. Oh, The Partners. It's a sitcom. Nobody ever heard of it. It's brand new, but it was one of the first productions to start back up post-COVID. That's awesome. Is this the the interview on the jet? No, that's not. Okay. But I go in and audition for it, and I was kind of shocked that I booked it. And so we shot this recurring role in this sitcom starring Kevin Sorbo. (laughs) That is fantastic. Kind of random. But yeah, I started working uh, in uh, end of July. We shot that throughout August. And then from there... I booked another gig that shot. And then from there, I had auditioned for it and shot another show and then shot the second season of Young Dylan, which was the which one is, yeah. where I was on the private jet that had to fly in it to Atlanta. So basically, I say all that to say I've been working. I worked pretty steadily from July to December, and it was just like the grace of God. I got so you like said, I just happened no, to be getting auditions and I was booking auditions. Yeah. Everybody just stop for a other. second. Look at Rodney over here going. I couldn't believe it. Rodney. <laughs> Rodney. No, it was it was the middle of the pandemic. And I'm talking to all my friends and they're like, no, I'm not getting auditions. I'm not working. Nothing's happening. And I'm just kind of like, 
Right. Oh, I've been on three things since July. And and I don't know why. It just, it was just I'm luck. telling you why. Because I'm, I'm getting auditions, you, you know, whatever. So, yeah. The bottom line is you've had a lot of cotton swabs up your nose. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, somebody told me it was his first COVID test last week. I was like, dude, I've had like 15. At least. I've got, I've got blisters in here now. Did you get COVID at all? Or have you been no, COVID free? No, thank God. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. Free. Um, Rodney! <laughs> Jesus! But this, but it's, Are oh, you okay. Jesus? Because literally... <laughs> I'm not, I am but, I, but I know him. I know him well. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And he's in this, your corner, clearly. You guys, I've, so. I've already posted about Rodney. You guys, this man is like... Yeah, somebody blessed him with like just, <laughs> it is awesome. I I I not I don't envy you. I am not your mother, so I can't be proud of you. I'm, but as a fellow actor and artist, like I am astounded, proud, and jealous. Well, but all you. in a good, healthy way. Like, I, thank you. What it's amazing. How about I'm, inspired? Did I'm, you say inspired I'm by? Inspired by you. So glad. Yeah, I mean, I think it's terrific. I think it's. You know, it's not always easy and it's hard to talk about some of the jobs that we do. And oh yes. let's talk about it for a second before we get to your really fun job. Um, some days yeah. I'm sure you think about, like you mentioned briefly that, you know, you wish you could quit the day job and just have acting be the thing that you can rely yeah. on. So there have to be days where you're just like, I'm still just yes. like everybody yes. else. Yes, there are. The the best ones <laughs> or the best example of my feeling that way. So my law firm is in Century City. Mm-hmm. And this is a pre-COVID example, but it's a perfect example. There would be days when I would, I had booked a role on a show called Friends with Benefits. It lasted very few episodes, maybe one season, but it shot at the Fox lot in Century City. Yeah. So I could walk to the lot. I don't think I did walk to the lot that day. I'm pretty sure I drove because, you know, I could. But anyway, I'm on set. I'm co-starring in this sitcom. I look up. Oh, and the sitcom starred James Vanderbeek. He was one of the. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's such a nice guy. He is. I look up and see an attorney from my law firm. And I'm like, what is he doing here? So I go and I say hi. He represents James Vanderbeek. That's hilarious. So I'm like, well, hi, Jamie was his name, the attorney. And I'm like, hi, Jamie, I'm actually here working. So it was kind of cool because he could see I'm not just your payroll guy. I am a working actor because I'm on set with one of your clients. You know. And could you represent me too? Exactly. Hint, hint. But then after I rep, I got to go into the office because I got to keep payroll that day. So yeah. it's like, then I get back to the office and I see Jamie, the attorney, walking through the hallway. And it's like, oh, hi, Jamie, the order of things is back to, to normal. <laughs> right, normal. So, yeah, I do have those days where I'm like, I was just on set. They were feeding me well. They were paying me well. They were treating me like royalty. And then I have to go into the office to the real world and work, put in some hours. Right. And, and the d- thing about the thing about doing this, because I, you know, I never crossed paths with anybody that I worked with on set. But the thing about working in television is that they're going to find out. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you can only you can only hide so long. They're only going to miss so many primetime TV shows that you show up in. Exactly. Uh, 
and then and then like for me anyway i was always worried like boy they're i don't i never took any days off (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. i always worried about my lunch hours but then the secret got out at one point because i had a corporate job for almost 10 years and um Uh I would take my lunch hour to go on auditions. Go on auditions. I would really manipulate oh, like yes. that lunch hour. I'd be oh, like, yes. I'm taking a two o'clock lunch. The cafeteria is closed. I'm going off campus. You right. know, like you just, you make it happen. You make it Even work. if you have to exactly. go an hour away mm-hmm. from yep. Glendale to Santa Monica. You and got I was it. Like, I'm going to do it. That's and it. then the secret was out. I think I it was somebody told somebody that, I don't know. And I had a stand-up show. And there was nobody in the audience except people from my job that I wasn't friends with because somebody really? had found out. And I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, stand-up in L.A. is hit or miss. Yeah. And I signed up for this brutal. show, and it was bad. Everyone was bad. And I had to go last because I was the newest comic. Stop it. And it was so bad. And they were like, yeah, you were real funny. The headliner. I mean, it was so humiliating to go back to work on Monday. But you didn't bomb, right? I didn't bomb. Oh, but it's hard to do great when no one's done well before you. Yeah, that's true. And there's no one in the audience. I might as well have just told corporate work jokes, you know, because it was literally like <laughs> right, six right, right. in my office. And I was like, so Susan. So Susan from <laughs> HR. Um, yep. Oh, my God. It was horrible. You don't want people to know. And at the same time, you want them to know because you don't want to be just at the low man on the totem pole job, yes. not moving up. You yes. keep yourself in that position so that you're open for your true work. Yes. And people treat you like the low man on the totem pole. And you're like, I could be your boss. I've chosen not to work that <laughs> right, right. That brings up a really good question that I want to ask our guest. Rodney, have you ever been in a position or in any of these positions where you had an opportunity to move forward in your other career? and and either didn't or couldn't or like because because of acting yeah uh just a couple of times so in between the horrible law firm and the great law firm i worked for a software company yes and it was really small like it started off i think there were less than 20 employees well it grew while i was there i was the entire hr department there it wasn't just payroll like it was i was in charge of everything hr related and I totally had the opportunity, once I saw it growing, to go in and demand more money and a better title and say, I am the HR department. I should be the manager of human resources, not just the HR administrator. And I just would not do it because yeah. I accepted that the reason I was there was because they allowed me flexibility. Yes. And the power I had was in being able to say, no, I can't be on that conference call at two o'clock. Cause I got an audition yes. and I just had to accept that was, that was worth more than the promotion and the title. Or yeah. even the money, like, or, or the, and the money. Exactly. It, yeah. it really was. They got me for a bargain. They slimmed down my division and it, it ended up just being me and a part-timer that it reported worked. to me and I was doing all the work, but I yep. didn't have a voice because I was like, well, they don't say anything when I leave at two o'clock, come back. Right. Exactly. 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 So what and, are you going to do? Yep. I know, and it sucks because I think we're sabotaging ourselves by not a little bit. Yeah, advocating a little for bit. our worth, right. our value. Yeah, actors, you know, we devalue ourselves we devalue outside ourselves. of we the do. thing where we want 
to be valued. Yeah. So that we can pursue our art, we we very often do. That's and in, and in turn, we're an incredible deal. We're an for incredible those who art. can snatch us up, and because yep. I'm willing to bet, and I, I I will put money on it right here, right now. You are probably an outstanding HR administrator. He'd have to be. He's been doing it for two decades. <laughs> yeah, you've got a ton of experience. I'm good at it. I, I will. I will accept. That I again. would bet that if I was starting a company today, and I needed the best, I and I and I could I could wrestle you away from 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 entertainment. I would be in ideally. I, I would be in great hands with you. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah. There are there are no lies there. No lie, no. Yeah, because because you know what we as 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 actors as artists are so versatile in our capabilities and our understanding of things. We take this holistic approach, and that's right. You know, now question for you: Did you study HR? Do you have like a a degree in it? Yes, that is what my degree is in. Um, from the University of Virginia, they have a there's an undergraduate business program there, and I was part of that. And I specifically concentrated in human resources yeah. because I knew that's what I wanted to go into. So, yes. Which is basically but... casting. So you are like, <laughs> that, is. Yeah. that is why you were so good at everything. The downside of that was I did not take advantage of any classes in the drama department in undergrad. Like I never mm-hmm. took a college course in drama, which I kind of wish I had at least taken one or two. Yeah. Well, there's but a couple don't... good schools out here. No, he doesn't have to worry because he did children's theater. No, I'm kidding. You did community theater, and I think like I that's did. that's an equivalent to you know taking a theater program. <laughs> you really learn your place Listen, in community. I learned my place in community theater. I went to the University of Southern California, a pretty prestigious theater school. Yes. Most of my education amounted to loading up a van and driving two hours and putting on a play and coming back. So right. I think yeah. you're covered. So you're covered. You got it. There and they don't go. really teach TV and film acting in schools. That's true. I mean, they do now and they do out here, but they don't right. really do it like in no, other states other places, at universities. So or they didn't. Yeah. Even at USC, when I went there, it was there was a class. Well, I took you, it. You're in Hollywood, so it makes sense that it would. Well, I'm. That's the, the point I'm making is that there was not this vast curriculum of television and film acting. There was yeah. a so, class. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. 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 And then the rest was like breath work and improvisation, and you know, like all valuable things, but very theater oriented. And it's so it's so different. You you put a theater person in front of a. I mean, they'd have to be really big to book it. Otherwise, you put, you know, theater people come in for television and it's like, you know, they're long and they pause and even they miss the jokes. And it's like yeah. faster, louder, funnier, faster, louder. You know, it's like, yep. and that's so specific. It's like, why aren't they teaching that in theater class? Well, they are now. Okay. Well, whatever. Slowly but surely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm mad because I'm young enough where they should have been teaching it when I was at university. You should start a school. I'm going to start school. It will not be credentialed, but. Mm-hmm. I'm I mean, school. in L.A., you totally could start a school. <laughs> That's the, the, the thing. When you finally find out, when you get here, folks, if, yep. if you're planning a career in acting and you get here, make sure you're not taking classes from the guy who's only auditioned and never booked a co-star. Like, exactly. make sure you don't do that. And mm-hmm. those are the guys that are often, like, teaching the class. Make sure you're studying with a director, a casting director, people who are really in the trenches knowing what you need 
to present at an audition. And then when once you get on set, because exactly. that's even totally different. Now, that's funny. You know, I would like to ask you, like, just tips for people. Because you, you and I have been in this great position, or for me it was often very stressful, but maybe not for you, of ditching out on work for a while to go either go to an yep. audition for a couple of hours and get back or a better case scenario, ditching out on work for a day or more to go shoot something. Now, when I did these things, I would take my laptop, I would do hotspot on the phone. Oh, I would yeah. be in a trailer, like doing yep. work for my day job while I'm on break from the jet from, from like, I can't even yep. really enjoy it because I'm, I'm still tired. Right, 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 right. Your brain, yes. I've been there. You've been there. And what, like, what do you do when you're like, you know, because I always thought at some point the scale is going to tip and I'm going to be, too, I'm going to have too many days in a row on set and I'm going to have to tell somebody that I'm not at work. Why didn't you book out of work <laughs> when you're on set? What is wrong with you guys? At the minute I book something, I'm like, you got three weeks before I quit because I just booked a role you know i just booked a ghost star or a guest star i didn't care i was like i'm out see you when i get back yeah my position as the pay so the what i do now the payroll administrator there are a couple of people who could do what i do but they have never taken the time to learn how to do it Mm -hmm. so it really is all on me to pull the trigger to make sure people get paid twice a month like that's a lot of responsibility personal Ability. It is. And I have been there where I've been on set a few times and I've had to go to my dressing room, pull out my laptop to process a payroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just grin and bear it because just thankful, first of all, that I that I can do that. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was literally one time I was on set. It was for the show Justified. Sweet. Where I could not even get to a computer, but they needed me to run a payroll. I just found a corner of the green room, got on my phone, called the payroll company, and just kind of by hand told them who to pay and how much. Oh, my God. This sounds like a termination check. Oh, my God. No, it was actually a bonus bonus run. But I specifically had to say for this person, pay this, and they had to run it for me. But I got it done. Yeah. Well, let me me ask you both this. I'm I'm curious because... um, for my job, I had the part-time person. I went through three part-time people and I would teach them. Working under you. Working under me. And uh-huh. I would teach them what to do. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's subconscious or that I just chose people who just didn't get it or like what the deal was. But if I wasn't there, it didn't get done. You sabotaged yep. And so I, I think, feel like that subconsciously I was making myself an invaluable employee so that they couldn't get rid of me. Yeah, there's a piece of that too going on with me. Right. Yeah. Like you just, you really want to be an actor, but you know it's an unstable position. So right. you don't want them to like get rid of you and hire someone who doesn't want to be an actor. So maybe I was sabotaging it a little bit and can't blame those <laughs> terrible part-time people. That's you hired right. those terrible part-time people. I did. That's um, right. So I, I really have held off on this. Nope. We're going, we're going to it now. As long as we I got to go there. Because Rodney. It's about damn time. Rodney's children's theater 
such a G-rated guy. I would hire this guy to be the next Mr. Rogers. Like mm-hmm. he just has a way about him where I'm just like, oh, Rodney. And then he puts down in the bottom line of his jobs. Do you want to read that? Let's like read to, that. Let's I'd read like that right read off it. his bio. My, in air quotes, informal position as assistant to my wife's primary job, which is selling sex toys. Which is selling sex toys. <laughs> and he just puts it there. He's like, HR guy, HR guy. I'm on every single TGI Friday, like he, this is, listen, I was just watching him on Two and a Half Men, but do you even remember doing Two and a Half Men? Oh I, yeah, absolutely. I was like, One of the best weeks of my life. You were definitely an HR guy being a handyman on Two and a Half Men. <laughs> and I was like, that's cool. I, I like that. Um, And then you just casually write. Just toss this out there. Selling Throw that in there, a little nugget. A little, little pepper for you. Yeah. I, I don't want to be weird or put any stigma stigma around sex toys. Does I think she sex pay toys you? are great, but it's <laughs> unexpected. She, it's unexpected. And does she pay you? I am paid in marital dividends. Great. That's what I'll say. That's all that's all we need to know. She makes so, sure that your cereal is in the cupboard. So my wife has always worked for herself. She's just has an entrepreneurial spirit. Even when we first moved to LA, she's never done the corporate thing in Los Angeles. Several years ago, she goes to this party, a a sex toy party. She buys some sex toys. We enjoy the sex toys. They work well. (laughs) This is like... Very happy for you. This is like your your uncle. This is like your uncle telling you. It's all very normal. Exactly. I heard some sex toys. It was fine. She asked her friend who she purchased from how the business was. And that friend said, I enjoy it. Here's a booklet. Are you in- if you're interested in hearing about it, I'll tell you about it. The friend told her about it. The investment to get started in it was low enough to where Frida was like, oh, I don't mind spending that. She had no intentions of really being a salesperson. She was kind of buying into it just so we could continue to buy more products at a discount. I get it. I, I love it. I like people well, who like their that's, products. That's that they why sell. I started selling Cutco. <laughs> She had one party, her first party, it's called her launch party for the Mm. company, and she made back the amount that she had spent on the initial investment. In one night. In one night. So she was like, oh, wow, like I can actually do this. And from that was seven years ago. And from that point on, she started continuing to host parties and continuing to move up in the company. This past summer, at their annual convention for the first year in her career, she was the number one sales team leader in the company. Wow. And she has the first team that reached a million dollars in sales for the fiscal year. That's a lot of sales. Oh, stories. my God. And that's in seven years. She's So she's now the top sales team leader in the company, and she loves it. Is that full-time for her now? It is Pretty, yep, it's full time for her now. So she now leads a team of I don't want to lie and say how many people, but it's it's it's, it's a large there. team, like less than a thousand, but pretty high. You don't seem to be at all shy about this, but you have not really clarified what your role is. Yeah, what? And- <laughs> she just poked her head in here. Her team is up to two thousand. See, I can't even keep up. Oh my, oh my god! god. Yeah, she has a huge team. Holy so my crap. role. It's kind of the role she 
has unofficially or unofficially assumed when she married me is just the primary supporter. Let's call it what it is. You're her assistant, like formal. Right, exactly. Oh, sure. You're getting water. Mm -hmm. She needs cash. You're getting cash. You you ain't lying. Peanuts. You're getting peanuts. Like Mm -hmm. that's right. And if somebody's like, "But what will my husband like it?" She just turns to you, and that's right. She can use my testimonials from some of the products. Testimonials. You're following her around to conventions. That's testimonial in and of itself. You're driving her to parties. Now, I wanted to circle back to something because I did, I just, there was one specific thing that got me in your bio. And so you sent us two bios, your official bio and your unofficial bio telling us about your side jobs. I want to just, it's the last line of your official bio in which you said that you listed out everything you've done, also the national commercials, and then- We should explain to people, because we have a lot of people that aren't in this business, that these are all union jobs. So these come with residuals, national commercials. We know uh, those are a great um, source of income. It's bread and butter for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And this bio, I'm going to go ahead and assume, you can correct me if I'm wrong, this is a bio that that you send out and use professionally in the industry. Um, yeah, and the last line of it is all while still working part time in HR, which he yep. still does to this day. How? Okay, with how we've talked about, but what I what I'm actually fascinated by because so many of us who are crafting carefully our public relations image, and you, who have been incredibly successful in. Well, let's face it, every goddamn thing you do. But um, but but in both of these fields, have shamelessly put it, put it out there, you know, in your press release, in your in your in your bio that like, yeah, I and, Well maybe he just wrote that for us. Yeah, well, because it is all No, I think it's it might be on my IMDB profile bio. I don't know. I you know what? Him. I've never even given it a second thought. that. <laughs> I love that. And I know how big branding is and everything. Um, But I think that that is your brand. I think that your brand is that you are not singularly branded. That's right. Um, And and it's real and it's authentic. Like, yeah, I still got a day job. I like, totally. Yeah. I'm not not ashamed of it, especially now because it's in entertainment law. Yeah, sure. I like to, even on set, I'll let somebody know because – like when James Vanderbeek, I could have gone up to him and said, hey, I actually work at your law firm. Yeah. yeah. I don't do that often, but I've, I've done it before just to make conversation with a fellow actor. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's good. I think it's smart. I, I know that when I first got here, um, I came from a journalism background, so I had a mm-hmm. lot of experience in that. Well, not a lot, but enough. Um, and I was a writer. I've always been a writer. And my agent and manager at the time was like, don't put that on your resume. Don't put any of that on your resume. It was very frowned upon. Like you were there, you were the, just an journalism piece. Yeah. Like no, I not even, don't even say you're a writer when you're on your acting resume. Yeah. I don't think that's the case anymore. I don't think it's not the case anymore. anymore. With multi-hyphenates mm-hmm. and the way like Issa Rae started her whole career writing yeah. Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, and right. now she's an actress slash writer slash producer slash director. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 
Yeah, it's great. But for the longest time, and I don't know if it carries over for men as much as it did for women, but um, even in my sketch group, like all of us, you know, we have titles on IMDb that we're producers and writers. Yep. And it, you know, at one point, uh, a manager that was representing us, that was not what they wanted. They wanted to see that we were this thing. They were selling yep. us as this thing. So and that's it. And that's it. So don't push that. these other. More. Yeah. I think if you don't have experience in life, how are you ever going to bring experience to the characters you're playing? You can't pretend that. You can't pretend experience. Right. Exactly. You know what Rodney needs? He needs Rodney. us to write him a show about an HR guy. <laughs> and he needs to be the HR guy. That would be funny. I've got it. I'm writing it down right now. I've got it. This is what we do. Our guy, sitcom. We're just harvesting ideas from all of these interviews. Rodney, <laughs> right? It's going to be funny. Uh, that's what y'all do. This okay. is secret casting. This is what you we do. Know. I just have a question that I always want to ask everybody um, at the end of our episode, and I just feel like I don't even need to ask you. It's, like, it's a stupid question. <laughs> it's a stupid now, question at this point. Go um, ahead. Just <laughs> every everybody in the past week this is a really stupid question for. Was it worth it? Absolutely. Um, yes, I, I can't say that it wasn't. Like, I'm thinking back to, like, the worst day at the terrible law firm. And even that, you know, gave me an experience that was worth it, I would say. Because had I not been there, I wouldn't have met the woman who got me to the law firm I'm at now. So. Which is great. So, yeah, definitely worth it. Um, and, you know, because it's always given me that peace of mind, like, Yes, I've always wanted every audition I've ever been on, but I've never been desperate for it because I always was like, I got a regular job. So if I don't book this, that's fine. I'm still going to eat and pay my bills. And you've got sex toys. Um, exactly. That are paying for themselves. I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that in. Um, but I want to thank you so much for being here. This was a joy and we were so excited. You don't know. We've been like really excited to talk oh, to you. And, it, and and you have absolutely lived up to our own hype. Yeah. I did not expect to enjoy this this much. Oh, I'm wow. so glad. Well, thank you. I'm so glad you have. I feel like that. Yeah, y'all totally got to meet Frida and we totally have to all hang out. Let's please do that. Let's please do that. And you know what? This has been a lovely exit interview. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Stickle. What's good, Bieber? Next week's episode is good. How good? Real good. We've got the incredible actor and the host of the insanely good What the Fuckery podcast, Nadej August, on the show. Oh, man. That's going to be really, really good. This ain't no safe as in love.